Hey, welcome back to A Leftist Perspective in Black. I'm Jawanza James Williams. And today I just wanted to quickly discuss um, why we should be canceling student debt. You know, I'm a young person that's 31 years old and I have about $70,000 in student debt. And that could seem like a lot for folks that may not have that experience, but for the vast majority of millennials and soon to be the vast majority of Generation Z, um, we have inordinate um, student loan debt. And the reality is, in so many ways that we have been totally taken advantage of economically, socially, socially, politically, um, you know, by powerful interests, by corporate interests, by this insistence to build incredible wealth off of working people, of people that will become the working people. So, you know, that's one of the reasons that I think today why I identify as a socialist, as a person that's critical of capitalism, a person that's critical of public policy that does not center the immediate needs of the vast majority of the people that live in this country. And I mean, you don't have to look far for it. And I think we can start by looking at student debt in the United States. And I don't want to rehash the conversation, but the reason why I decided to talk about it tonight, tonight is because um, this is our opportunity. If COVID-19 has been anything, it has been an a, a, a moment for us to really reconsider how we're living our lives, a moment for us to reconsider how we're governing our lives, how we are being governed. And, you know, there's this article that you see here on the screen, if you're watching online, um, that uh, an op-ed, uh, opinion piece written by Naomi Zawide and Derek Hamilton um, called What Canceling Student Debt Would Do for the Racial Wealth Gap. And you know you should look that article up because it really goes into, um, you know, exploring what the Biden proposal of ten thousand dollars worth of student loan cancelization um, would mean for us, which is virtually nothing. Um, you know, and they sort of point to in the article, uh, you know, Senator um, Chuck Schumer from New York and um, uh, Elizabeth Warren's um, proposal to cancel up to fifty thousand dollars worth of student loan debt um, through executive order. So right now is the time for us to really talk about canceling student debt. We need to make sure that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and that administration, that they prioritize working people, that they prioritize people that are trying to claw ourselves out of an economic debt hole that had nothing to do with us and nothing to do with our decisions and everything to do with limited decision, limited possibilities, limited freedom ultimately connected directly to the big pockets of special interest, the big pockets of the big banks. Um, and, you know, so far the corporate class and the Democratic Party and Republican Party, overwhelmingly corporate parties in the United States, they have not prioritized this because it is not ultimately in the interest of, the, of their shareholders, of the people that fund their campaigns, of the people that ultimately are controlling them. And I don't mean this in a conspiracy theory sense, but I mean legitimately that you know, campaign contributions, et cetera, like big money in our democracy, big money having sway over what happens, what conversations happen at the congressional level. And right now, you know, so many of us across the United States are calling to council student loan debt um, because we understand that it isn't only a lifeblood for people, it isn't only you know a hand up, it's about radically transforming how we how how the how the United States government shows up for its people. 
And um, this article um, that is written so beautifully um, really goes into detail how that can have a massive impact on black people. So, you know, my call for you right now is to make sure that you are calling your senators, calling your house representatives, um, calling anybody that has any kind of political power, any kind of political presence in your life and make decisions in your life, in the lives of your children, in the lives of your friends, that you make sure that they know that we should be prioritizing canceling student debt as a part of the COVID-19 response, as a part of the building back of our economy. Um, because if we really wanna inject the lifeblood into this economy, then we really gonna wanna you know, free up people to be able to explore things economically, to engage in, in activities that otherwise they can't engage in because of all of the collateral consequences of student loan debt. And, um, you know, uh, so definitely look up that article. And another thing that I wanted to add is that we are coming off of, you know, what is it the third week after this insurrection that, you know, yesterday, um, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, um, bless our heart, um, you know, recalled the horrifying events that happened to her and just her alone, um, you know, that day at the United States Capitol, January 6th, um, the site of the insurrection um, from right-wing white supremacists Trump supporters, um, you know, it's one of the stories out of 400 plus stories of the of the folks that we elected to represent us, um, you know, basically having their lives threatened. That's where we are in this country. You know, yesterday I talked about the nine-year-old that was maced by police in Rochester, New York. Uh, you know, the, the same parts that leads to AOC having her life threatened um, for, you know, preaching a politic um, and, and advancing progressive policies that ultimately benefit all of us, including the very people that AOC had to run for, run from, and hide in closets, um, you know, in fear of her life. I mean, I, I mean, really, the the gravity of that can't be understated. But it's the same stuff, the same kind of police violence, the, the same kind of culture that that produces the conditions where that kind of abject violence is is commonplace. Um, and you know. None of that would have happened were it not for the ways in which the Republican Party and the ways in which conspiracy theorists, the ways in which, you know, right wing white supremacists, to be totally blunt, um, you know, challenged the legitimacy of a Democratic election. Now, of course, I did not want to elect Joe Biden nor Kamala Harris. I wanted us to elect Bernie Sanders, not just because Bernie Sanders is this great person, but because Bernie Sanders is caring about the policies that I care about, the policies that I know will impact and improve the conditions of my life, but and also my family's life and the communities that I'm a part of and, and active in. You know, the Green New Deal, Medicare for All, et cetera, these things will improve our lives in ways that I can't begin to articulate. But folks like, um, you know, the senator from my home state, Texas, um, Ted Cruz is one of the leading voices that led to the conditions that led to the insurrection, that led to the potentially, you know, murder. And there was murder at the Capitol, actually. Uh, so I'm calling any of my friends, family that are in Texas. I'm asking you right now to call Senator Ted Cruz and tell him to resign. Email him, call him, tweet at him. Make sure that he understands that we are not going to forget about what he did. And if you're in the Southeast Texas, where I'm from, like near Beaumont, Texas, you can call this number to be connected directly to his office. It's 
Again, that's 713-718-3057. And if you're not in Southeast Texas and want to give a, a phone call that's more localized, um, just Google Ted Cruz, contact and contact his office and let him know that, you know, as people that are committed to this democratic experiment, that we are trying to build something that takes care of all of us in this country. We're trying to create the conditions where we can actually achieve freedom. Because I can say for black people, and I think this applies really ultimately to all oppressed people, uh, we are not free if we do not have the ability to access equitable education. We are not free if we don't have access to housing. Again, there's 500,000 plus people across the United States right now experiencing homelessness. In the richest country in the world, of all human history. We have 500,000 people at least experiencing homelessness. It's unacceptable. Um, so definitely tell, call Ted Cruz. Make sure that he knows he needs to resign. Tell all your friends, tell your family. Um, because if we don't do something about this, these folks will continue to amass power. They will continue to... To, to build out this framework of reality that is based in a disreality, which is ultimately this idea that some people are more valuable than other people by the nature of the color of their skin, by the language they speak, by the country that they were born in. Um, and it you know, and the, the concept I'm talking about is white supremacy. And white supremacy creates a culture, it requires a culture of degradation, of dehumanization. And you know, capitalism, the, the, the big elephant in the room that oftentimes many are not really even beginning to have a conversation about, in particular, the corporate classes and um, the, the corporate parties, the Democrats, especially the establishment Democrats, and vastly, mostly all of the Republicans. Um, you know, we do have a flank or a wing of Democrats who are progressive, who are critical of capitalism. But at the end of the day, we do need to be moving away from these parties and building something different if these parties are not going to become explicitly anti-capitalist. And I think that that is fundamentally um, opposed to what the the vast majority of those in power in the Democratic Party are interested in. Um, so definitely call Ted Cruz. Let him know he needs to resign. Get the fuck up out of there, and um, you know make sure that 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 Joe Biden, that Kamala Harris, that establishment Democrats, that they can't ignore the reality that so many of us, so many millennials, so many Gen Z are experiencing extreme student loan debt. And it's not just us, it's previous generations as well. But we are not able to, to, to begin to live the kind of lives that we could actually afford ourselves because we are trapped in insane debt. And this does nothing for the country, does nothing for our economy uh, comprehensively or collectively. And ultimately that produces the conditions where terrible things happen. It produces the conditions where Donald Trump can convince millions of people, 70 million plus people to vote for him because he was going to quote, drain the swamp. Yet these folks, these hordes of people that have, that, you know, that stormed the Capitol on January 6th, the insurrectionists, um, they should be angry at a government, at political parties that prioritize billionaires and millionaires and industry over people. They should be upset at a government that allows for 500,000 people in this country to experience homelessness. You know, they should be joining with the left, really. But the reason that they aren't is because they're white supremacists. 
And that's one of the greatest tragedies of this moment that we're living in today. So again, this is a leftist perspective in black. Definitely follow us on Spotify. Do me a favor and share this video and follow me on Twitter and I'll be coming back at you with more things. I probably won't go live again until I have my first guest, which I'm very excited about. Um, thanks so much. And definitely, if you're interested in hearing more about this stuff, definitely let me know. You know, private message me, comment on the bottom of this live stream, or email me, or you know, direct message me on Twitter. I would definitely want to hear any feedback. Um, you know, and just anything that you think I should be talking about as a black leftist, or things that you want to hear about. If you even want to know what I mean by leftist, definitely let me know. I would be more than happy to share with folks. Have a wonderful night.